0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: They couldn't believe I didn't watch The Office. I've never seen The Office. Don't know about The Office. (laughs)
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Zings it for the end zone! Caught by Kelsey! On a slant! Touchdown, Kansas
0: City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jay Kinnaman a three for the tie! Off the bench! What is good! Jay Kinnaman
2: makes it in! Off the buzzer!
0: And we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world.
2: As you know, Monty Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches. The Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator.
0: And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: I fear the Reaper today. Yeah, because I, do I feel too. I just feel like death warmed over today. <laughs> I really do.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim, right here on ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. Or for those of you listening, online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, the most popular, the most excited, maybe the most drowsy man in McPherson today, (laughs) Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Drowsy? Drowsy? You, you feel a little drowsy.
1: Well, I do when the sun goes behind the clouds.
2: You need a little sun therapy.
1: I do need sun therapy. You
2: look therapy. like you're about ready to go take a, a nap in the back office. I could do that. Did you already take
1: a nap at lunch today? I did not take a nap at lunch today. I was watching uh, uh, the preseason baseball shows. The preseason baseball shows. Oh, you just mean the, the shows before the games
2: right, begin? Right, right, right. Well, Steve, you heard the March Madness intro a moment ago. I feel like opening day has almost overshadowed that we have NCAA tournament games tonight. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Do you remember that the NCAA tournament's going except on? Except
1: I don't remember who's playing tonight.
2: You don't even remember who's going to be playing in the Sweet 16 tonight? I, I don't the know, sweetest what, of Sweet Sixteen. Ga- what I mean, what games are on tonight. Oh, okay. But I, you but you have a pretty good memory of, oh, yeah, of, of the teams Really that are good. still yeah, There's really good matchups. How about these matchups for you, Steve? Florida State, a four seed. Taking on the number one seed out west, Gonzaga. Do you know where that game is being played? I do not know. The West Regional. I don't know. That would be at the Honda Center. Can you tell me what city and state that's in? I would say California, probably. You're on the right track. Give me a city. I have no. Ventura. It would be Anaheim. Anaheim. I don't know the last time they played a basketball regional in Ventura, California. I don't know. But they are playing in Anaheim. Okay. The second game. Third seed, Purdue taking on number 2 seed Tennessee and in that, the South
1: region. That's going to be a great game. I'll tell you, Purdue, after watching them play, they are a lot better than I realized. They're a good basketball team. And, of course, it scared me a little bit because I have Tennessee making the Final Four. Ooh,
2: that will be a tough game. Do you know where that game's being played? I don't know. In Louisville, Kentucky. Do you and know what, what the name and of the and arena it's in the, is? And it's in the West Regional. The South Region. Oh, South Region. Okay. The West Region is? Anaheim the Honda Center. Right. You got it. What about our third game of the night? 8:39, Texas Tech, a 3 seed, taking on number 2 seed Michigan. Another now great. that's another big game. That is another great game. How about the sweet Cinderella Oregon, the 12 seed taking on Virginia, the 1 seed out of the South? Steve, I'm very excited about these round of 16 games because we had a feeling it might be a chalky first two rounds, and for the most part, it was almost entirely chalk. And what we mean by that is all of the top seeds finding ways to win.
1: Right. Why? Why do you think they picked the word chalk? I don't know. That's an odd word to use to, you know, to for to describe what that is. That, that's just odd to me. But it's full of chalk. Okay. I really think
2: that we're going to get. A very solid Sweet Sixteen. Couple of days here.
1: Oh, I've with seen, today and tomorrow, I have no doubt. I think there is just the match. You just don't see a matchup where you can just say this team is going to dominate the other team. And then,
2: following this round of Sweet Sixteen games, Thursday and Friday, I just get the feeling that the round of eight, the Elite Eight, Saturday and Sunday we are just going to have some incredible games. And the Kansas City games in the Midwest Regional will be on Friday. Okay, North Carolina against Auburn and Houston against Kentucky. Those are two really Those good games. Those are heavyweights.
1: Those are all heavyweight games.
2: What about the games going on in Washington, D.C.? Duke taking on Virginia Tech, LSU, and Michigan State. This might be as good of a Sweet 16 field as I can remember. It
1: really is because you have basically all the top seeds. and Now, the, one, the last two games that you said, Duke-Virginia Tech, I don't see that being a very good game. Why not? I just A couple of ACC teams that have I, already I, seen each other twice? I just don't think... Well, Virginia Tech's got controversy swirl, and they've got a player that tested, I think, positive for drugs or something like that, but now he's retested, and apparently he's passed. So I don't know if he's going Oh, no, no controversy. Oh, no. They beat Duke this year, Steve. they one of the
2: few teams that beat him. Without Zion. Well, d- Virginia Tech didn't have their best player either. It'd be like It'd be like Beating the Thunder without Russell Westbrook. Yeah, but it would be like the Lakers beating the Thunder without L- Russell Westbrook. But they also didn't have LeBron James. Well, they didn't have their then, best. And player. then LSU. I think that game's going to be great. And then LSU plays Michigan State. Well, you that's know, tomorrow.
0: Yeah,
1: and I like Michigan State
2: in that game. LSU, go Tigers! Yeah, gumbo. You think Coach Gumbalia. O? You think Coach O could could get them going? I don't know. Well, Steve, I know we're excited about some basketball coming up tonight. We might talk about that a little bit later on, but maybe the big story of the day, it's opening day. We've got the Royals on the air. There's always a a fun feeling in the air when you think about opening day. You've got the big lineups being announced. Everybody goes and stands out on the baselines. You've got Ned Yost running out there and going through the line. There's just something exciting, optimistic about opening day, and I don't know if there are a whole lot of optimistic fans of the Kansas City Royals this year, but you do feel that optimism early on in the year and if they go out and beat the white Sox 13 to 2 today then people might start to say this team's got the bats they're going to be ready to go if they go out and lose 13 to 2 people will say oh my gosh pack it in 55 wins coming up it's going to be painful that's the fun part about opening day because it's such a long
1: long season and it's a marathon it all begins today marathon not a sprint that's what they always say about baseball and and the Royals do get to play a team of similar ilk, a team that's of low ilk, <laughs> of low ilk. Uh, the White Sox and Royals are going to be battling it out for third place, I think, in the AL Central with the Tigers. It's a battle for fifth. <laughs> yeah, who's going to stay out of the fifth? But, you know, the last two months of the season, the Royals were not a bad base. They were only a few games under 500 the last couple months of the season. In fact, I think they had a winning September, and what I liked about how they finished last year is they played so hard. Yeah, they really played hard. But losing Salvi that was just huge. I mean, no, no Salvador Perez. You know, he's the he's the emotional heartbeat of that team. He's out for the year with Tommy John surgery, and I, you know, you just wonder how that happened because you didn't hear anything about it all winter, and then they get the spring, and you know, all of a sudden they're like, well, he's he got a day to day with a bad elbow. Next thing you know, he's out for the year. So they did pick up Martín Maldonado, who is a very good catcher. Uh he I think he was with the Cubs, been the with the Diamondbacks, a very serviceable catcher. So it's not like they're just throwing somebody, you know, to the wolves there. He's a veteran. I think he's 33 years old. And uh he's gonna have to shepherd a very young pitching staff. This starting pitching staff, I'm not sure if Ned Yost has even settled on his starters. I think it's Brad Keller and then a bunch of question marks. Danny Duffy, I guess, is in the but he's been hurt. Uh Ian Kennedy's been moved to the bullpen. Uh Junis, I know, will be in the rotation. And I keep hearing Jorge Lopez, who was acquired from Milwaukee. Uh, he's the guy, I think, I had a no-hitter going real late into a game last year, ended up losing it in, like, the eighth or ninth inning. So a lot of unknowns about the Royals' pitching staff. They've fortified the bullpen, picked up a couple guys. Uh, Boxberger, who was with Tampa Bay, actually, I believe Big he Big bad Brad. I think he led the American League in saves one year. And then uh, Diekman, who had some good years with Texas. Jake Diekman can really throw hard. And, uh, of course, I got Wiley Willie Peralta, you know, uh, as their closer. Uh, he didn't blow a save last year, even though there were some games that were very shaky, made Ned very nervous last year. But the bullpen's got to be better. It it can't be any worse than it was last year. Steve, I'm going to play a game
2: with you. We're going to go up and down the Royals opening day lineup. Okay. Batting first, playing right field. I want you to answer who it is. Wow.
1: Playing right field? Yes. Well, I thought Soler was going to play right field, but he wouldn't be leading off, I wouldn't think. Batting first, playing right field. Terrence Gore. No. Okay. Whit Merrifield.
2: Whit Merrifield. Okay. Batting second, playing shortstop. Aldoberto Mondesi. You got it. Batting third, playing left field. Gordo. Alex Gordon. Batting fourth, designated hitter. Soler. Jorge Soler. Batting fifth, playing first base. Ryan O'Hearn. No. No? They must be facing a lefty then. That would be Carlos Rodon, so yes. Okay. I'll say... Batting fifth, playing first base. Hunter Dozier. No. Lucas Duda. No. Okay, I'm running out of options. How about Frank Schwindel? Who is that? He will be making his MLB debut. I never even heard of him. He's been a big prospect coming up throughout okay. this year. All he, right. He was signed to the 25-man roster, I think, this week. Okay. Batting sixth, playing second base. Now I'm uh, Chris Owings. <laughs> there you go. Okay. You got it. Batting 7th, playing third base. Dozier. Hunter Dozier. Batting 8th and catching. Maldonado. Martin Maldonado. And batting ninth and playing center field. Billy Hamilton. Billy White Shoes Hamilton. Billy White
1: Shoes Hamilton.
2: It's very strange to me. It's, it's funny that we, we could look back at the opening day roster from 2015. And I bet you could rattle off the opening day roster right now.
1: Probably so. Because Hawes those and Moose were... on the corners. You had uh Esky at short, second base ooh, second base. Who it was what?
2: probably Omar Infante. Yeah. At the time, at the... which would eventually yeah. become Ben Zobris. Yeah, Zobrus, yeah. How about left field? Gordo. How about right field?
1: Alex Rios. There
2: you go. Center field. Uh Cane Catcher. Salvi. Who would have been the opening day starter in two thousand fifteen? It was probably Edison Volquez. Could have been. It's probably him. Yeah, it probably was. But it's funny that we can be four years removed from a World Series team that everybody watched every single game. You knew every player, you knew all the moves they were going to make. You could probably name the five in the starting pitching rotation. And now here we are, four years removed.
1: And they have Frank Schwindell. And I think if you I, I think You could have given me a hundred chances, I would have never I didn't even know who Frank Swindell was, or Swindell, whatever his name is.
2: But I think if we asked the general population of Royals fans they would not have been able to do as well as you did. And that's what winning a World Series and having such a successful run with similar homegrown players can do where now this is a team where people are still a little bit I don't know, not used to this team, unfamiliar with this team. Maybe the word is they don't care as much but I think this year could be another learning curve year Another tough year for this team. Then they'll be able to move some contracts around, get some big salaries off the books. And then maybe, what do you think is the earliest this team could get back to a sustainable place? Because they're not at a sustainable 2021, place right now.
1: I'm going to say 2021.
2: So it could take two or three years.
1: Right. Well, look how long it took You know, for Hosburn, Moustakis, and those guys. To they finally... all came
2: up in 2011. Right.
1: So it was... Three years they were in the World Series, though.
2: And 2013 was the first time that they were relevant. I think they were 86 and 76 that year. 2014, of course, made their run. 2015, they win it all. 2016,
1: still good with a lot of the same guys. But the last two years have been tough. But they were 80 and 82 two years ago. So they were still... you know. But the problem is, two years ago, they held on to those guys too long. Yes. And they, they didn't trade them when they had the chance to get some prospects. But they were all in. They were still kind of in the race in 2017, but they really weren't going to win, and then they held on to, you know, they they could have traded Hosmer at the at the trading deadline and got a, they could have backed up the truck with the prospects they could have got for him, or Moustakas. Instead, they end up going in free agency.
2: Steve, I'm excited to hear the Royals Radio Network again. I've tested it a couple of times, and so I've been able to hear them a couple of times at the station this spring while it has not been going out over the airwaves, and it'll be good to get the gang back together. Denny. You feel like you grow attached the most to a Royals or a baseball announcing crew, whether it's TV, whether it's radio. With the Chiefs, obviously we love Mitch Holtis, but we only get to hear him once a week. Right. So
1: For about 17, 18 weeks.
2: Right. But then you get Denny Matthews, you get Ryan LaFever, you get... Steve Fizziok, you get Steve Stewart, Rex Hudler, the whole gang. Hi, Steve. <laughs> well, we're not sure what the Royals shall have to offer today.
1: Well, I'll say one thing about Denny. 51st season. When Denny Denny's first year, I was in the 6th grade. 1969? That's right. I was in the 6th grade. What did you
2: think of Denny then?
1: I liked Denny. He was young and vibrant and enthusiastic and... What do you think? <laughs> You're
2: saying he's not that now?
1: Well, denny, Denny's denny got a style all his own. He does have a
2: great he style. He really
1: keeps it. He's, a, he's, a, he's probably the most low-key baseball announcer there is because he doesn't change whether the Royals are winning, losing. It's a one-run game or a blowout game. Denny's going to announce the same way. He says this one phrase all the time. He'll go, now, I'll shade this.
2: Yeah. And, and then he'll come up with something. Well, I won't make any predictions today for the Royals,
1: but I will shade this. <laughs> I love Denny Matthews. Oh, I do too. Denny's been, and, 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 you know, you got a lot of people in this town that have grown up with Denny Matthews.
2: A lot of people in a lot of towns right. that have grown up with Denny Matthews. Right. He's really the voice that I hear when I think about baseball on the radio. Is there a different voice that you hear?
1: Well, you have to remember because
2: you were a Cardinals fan I, I gr- for a while. I grew
1: up with Jack Buck,
2: so is that the voice you hear?
1: Well, if somebody, it,
2: if if I threw this question at you, what do you think of when you think of baseball on the radio? What voice? What what's the well, name Denny, that stands out? Denny, of course. You I mean, think it's Denny for oh, yeah, you? You've yeah, heard him more.
1: Sure, sure.
2: Okay. Yeah, because I figured I, you might say Jack Buck, but
1: I haven't heard Jack Buck in 20, thirty years, so
2: that's true. Didn't know if he would would have been that impressionable line. I didn't
1: listen to, you know, I listened to Cardinal games when I was, a, what's the name of that station? KMOX. KMOX. And it had the big signal that went out, you know, back in those days, KMOX went clear out almost to the West coast. You could pick it up. That's how great their signal was. But now you can't even pick up. I can't pick up KMOX unless it's just very faint.
2: It would probably be illegal for them to do that here because we'd be bumping into somebody else. Somebody else's radio service. That's true. But we're excited to have the Royals back on the air today. First pitch is at 315 from Kaufman today. And the weather forecast. And the weather is looking bad.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get it in. But
2: pregame begins at 230. You'll hear all the starting lineups and probably hear from Ned Yost. Ryan LaFever will sit down with him in the dugout. You get the whole spiel. You got 162 more of these, and it begins today, and it should be a fun day. And if day. you go to
1: midkansasonline.com, I have my preview of the Royals today.
2: You want to talk about your preview of the rest of the MLB next? We can. Let's do that. All right, let's do it. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back
2: on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we alluded to it yesterday that we wanted to go through your... Preseason, your previews, your predictions for the MLB. You're a big baseball guy. You I follow it closely. You've spent the entire last week researching. You've been going through the PICOTA rankings. You've been doing everything. And now we need to know if you're going to be right. Hm. Do you think you're going to be right when we get to the end of the year? I
1: had somebody tell me last night that they thought I was whack. So
2: Somebody told you well, that I'm, you're whack? That I was crazy with my picks. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that they I... just walked up and said, Steve, you are an Well, <laughs> you that, a- that happens every
1: day. I mean, but that, you know.
2: So, Steve, I want to take a look at the American League East. And I want to get your thoughts, and I'm going to let you speak for a moment because I have to go flip off a switch in that other room. The American League East. Obviously, you have the Red Sox coming off of their World Series win last year.
1: But how do you think the American League East is going to play out? Well, I'm going Yankees, and the reason I'm going Yankees is... If you look at their schedule, about their first 25 games, they they may go 25-0. They got a bunch of games. I think they have like nine games with the Orioles. They got some games with the Royals. They got some games with the Tigers. They play just a, you know, they could have like a 22-3 start. That's how easy their schedule is. So I think they're going to be able to parlay that great start. I think the Red Sox are right behind them. I know a lot of people are going Tampa Bay at third. I'm going Toronto. I just think Tampa Bay overachieved last year. And then Baltimore is the worst team in baseball. You don't have any faith in the Orioles? They may be the worst. <laughs> they will be the worst
2: team in baseball.
1: There's no question.
2: How about your American League Central prediction? I know that you've got Cleveland winning it, but how do you think the Minnesota Twins can rank up to the I, Indians? I've got
1: Minnesota giving them a challenge, and, and I believe if I, I've i already forgotten, but I've got Minnesota in the uh, as a wild card team. And one reason I do they play fifty-seven games against the Royals, White Sox, and Tigers, Ooh. and you know and Bears, oh my, yeah. And so uh, Cleveland's going to slip a little bit, but that pitching's just too good. Their everyday lineup's kind of suffering. Uh, I think I picked the White Sox third, if I recall. You got it up there. You picked the White Sox. Uh, third. I have the White Sox third. They got a lot of good young players, who are about a year away. I have Kansas City fourth, and then Detroit fifth. Detroit only had really two good pitchers, and they just lost one of them for the year with Tommy John. So the Tigers, they're going to struggle to win 60 games. How about your feel for the American league West? Well, I think this is Houston's division quite easily. And then I'm going I'm a little bit of a surprise. I'm going Seattle second. And then I believe I went Oakland third. Is that what I had? Oh, you've got it. Oakland overachieved last year, but they could still win 81 games as far as fourth and fifth. Um, I know I've got Texas last and the Angels. I picked the Angels just ahead of the Rangers. The Angels have no pitching and it's just it's a shame that Mike Trout never has anything to go with him. So you have Boston and Minnesota as the two Wild Card teams and your American League champion pick is Yankees. I just feel like I know there's starting pitching's a little banged up right now. They'll go out and buy somebody, you know, at the at the deadline. They're going to they're going to pick up whoever the top uh, you know, guy available is at the trading deadline uh cc sabathia you know this is got this is it for him he's retiring uh severino's hurt right now but i think i just think they're going to win a lot of games where they just bludgeon teams because i i look for this team to score six or seven runs a game how about the national league sign starting with the east do well, you they, think it's bryce harper and the phillies that can is get the, it going it's the best to me this year it's the best division in baseball there's four teams that could have a winning record I'm going Phillies, and and it's not just because Bryce Harper. They picked up uh, several other good players. Andrew McCutcheon, uh, Ria Molto, the catcher from the Marlins. David Robertson, uh, relief pitcher from the Yankees. Gene Segura, an all-star oh, shortstop yeah. from Seattle. I'm picking the Phillies just narrowly. I believe, I'm trying to think. I have the Nationals second, and I think the Nationals actually may be better without Bryce Harper. I know that sounds crazy to say since he's just getting you know a gazillion dollars to play for the Phillies. But I think the pressure's off of them. I think they've got really good pitching. And then third, uh, I like the Mets. The Mets have incredible pitching. If that pitching ever stays healthy all year, uh, I think they could be really good. In fact, I I may have the Mets too low. I know a lot of people are picking the Mets to win that division. Atlanta, everything went right for Atlanta. They won the division by, eight, I think, like eight games last year. But all those guys aren't going to be able to do what they did last year. So I see them fourth. They could win 82 games and still finish fourth. And then you got the Marlins, uh, as usual in the basement.
2: How about the Reader's Digest version of the National League Central? Do you think the Cardinals can I've got the be Cubs. anywhere but the middle of the pack?
1: I've got the Cubs, Brewers, Cardinals in third, uh, Pittsburgh in fourth, and Cincinnati in fifth. Why do you think it's the Cubs? I just feel like this is their one last big run. Um, Joe, Joe Madden uh, might be his last year. I think he's 65 in his last year of his contract. I think they've got a lot of their everyday lineup is as good as there is in baseball, and you know they say their pitching may not be as good, but I just got a feeling uh, they've got some unfinished business. They really kind of struggled at the end of last year, and I think they're going to come out. and And a lot of people think that the the Cub run is over. Not me. I like them. I got them winning the division, National League West, Rockies. I have the Rockies. Uh, I know the Dodgers have been the automatic. They've won it six years in a row. But Clayton Kershaw, let's face it, I think he's on, the, he's on the downside now. He's having a lot of injury problems. Uh, Walker, I think it's Bueller, Bueller or Bueller, uh, their number two guy. Uh, he's tremendous, but he's hurt. And they don't have, you know, they, they traded away Puig. They traded away Matt Kemp. So I, I see them sliding a little bit. And then after that, I think San Francisco is going to kind of get back on track a little bit. Then Arizona, and then the Padres bringing up the rear. National League champion. I've got the Cubs. I just So you've got the Cubs and the Yankees. I've Babe the, Ruth would be
2: proud. I've got
1: the Cubs and the Yankees, and I, I think that would be that would be a, one of the most watched World Series you'll ever see because yeah. two, two big major markets. Babe Ruth, do you think he would come out of his grave and call a shot? He'd point over to the Cubs' dugout and say, you're going down. Ooh. Yeah, in
2: five games. So if you want to read all of Steve's in-depth research with all these teams and be able to bookmark this on your computer so that way in – October you can turn back and say well, what I, a, what I an already idiot. got an
1: email from a guy that says I'm keeping your picks and I've got my picks and we'll compare them at the end of the year.
2: There you go. You can find them at midkansasonline.com. We'll wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
2: Wrapping up today's show, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, we got another busy, 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 busy day. Right. We thought Tuesday was busy. Yeah. And it was. But today's another loaded day of bullpup sports. Let's see. We've got a- almost everything, I think. Track and field, tennis, no swimming. No swimming. But then there's baseball, softball, soccer. I think we're hitting everything today.
1: Yeah. And JV Golf. That's right. care of the golf. The, the golf team opens their season, I believe, on Monday, if I recall correctly. I think that's their... Maybe their first game. Might be next Thursday. I'm not for sure, but they always I think they always open at El Dorado. But busy day. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting soccer tonight. That's right. Now, we know unless there's lightning, we'll have soccer because they play in the rain. Now, baseball and softball, if it's raining, you know, they'll get stopped. But uh, soccer, unless there's lightning, they'll play unless it's just an absolute deluge. So baseball will be at the Grand Sports
2: Complex as well as softball. 4 and 6 o'clock taking on the Winfield Vikings in AVCTL Division Three play. The softball team is 1 and 3 after a split on Tuesday as they beat Great Bend and lost to Andover. While the baseball team is 1 and 1, they've only played 2 games and they were both on Tuesday. Beat Great Bend, lost to Junction City. I'm excited to see what both of these two teams will do today when they get back into league play. See familiar opponents. They've both gotten the rust off with their first couple of games this year. And this is another one that is very important in terms of league standings for it really both these is teams. and
1: for the ba- I think the baseball team it's really important because generally Winfield's a team they either split with or or win two and and I think they really I really think they need to win two today uh, softball Winfield's been at times they've been pretty good they they had one year I think they made they either won the state championship or got to the state finals a few years back they had a girl named Peters that was their pitcher and was untouchable she let them deep into the postseason. So uh, encouraged by the softball team on, on Tuesday because they hit the ball a little bit, 11 runs in one game. The other game, they really didn't hit it, but they faced a big time pitcher, but they only have one senior and two juniors. So what you're seeing this year is pretty much what you're going to see at least the next two years. Soccer tonight, eight o'clock.
2: That is the hope taking on andover central. They beat Anover central last Thursday. So exactly a week away. And I'll be
1: shocked if we start at eight. I mean, that's, that's a in a perfect world we're supposed to start at eight. Um, let's hope it's eight fifteen at the latest. Probably more like eight thirty. Steve, for your sake, I hope that it starts at like nine thirty tonight. Well, you know, I I'll have to have a nap if it's going to start that late.
2: I hope it starts at nine thirty. Might have a nap I, on the air. And I you, get to listen to Steve. You, you may get look upset. O- You
1: may look over there and I may be asleep. So I hope so. You know, and me. then track and field
2: at Andale. What a place to begin your season! Oh my against gosh, the yeah. defending state champions on the girls' side. Yeah,
1: and Bishop Carroll's there. I mean, there's. Pratt's there, Heston's there. Those are really good teams in track and field. Steve, tomorrow morning, when everything is done, when the dust is settled, where can everybody
2: find all this information about a busy day? MidKansasOnline.com. You're right about that. 20,000 hits a week. Pre-game sometime around 8 o'clock tonight as the soccer team gets ready to take on Anover Central. We'll be at baseball. We'll be at softball. We'll be bouncing around. So come up and tell Steve how wrong his MLB predictions are going to be. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you this afternoon and tonight.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.